Hello, I'm Bruce Sinclair, and welcome to this podcast from Jordan Hill Parish Church, during which we will share reading, reflection, and prayer for the fourth Sunday of Pentecost. Today, our reader is Ruth Cantley. Our reading this morning comes from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 10, and reading from verse 40. Rewards. Whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive the reward of the righteous. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Water is one of the most precious resources in the world. Towns and villages have grown up around it. We use it for cooking and cleaning, irrigating crops, for social and sport activities. Wars have been fought over it, countries have floundered because of a lack of it, and in Scotland we are often surrounded by it and sometimes forget how important it is for some people's survival. When visiting Jordan a couple of years ago, it was very easy to grasp the necessity of water for survival. In that hot and often arid landscape, I could see the receding water lines of the riverbeds around the River Jordan as it flows into the Dead Sea. This has forced some countries in the region who have access to the coast to look closely and invest in desalination plants to make seawater drinkable and life more sustainable. Jordan has struggled with fresh water supply for at least a decade. It is one of the three most water-scarce countries in the world. The shortages exacerbated by drought, depletion of groundwater reserves, population growth, influx of refugees and climate change. Yet Jordanians in the past have been noted for offering generosity and real hospitality to successive waves of refugees into their country from Syrian unrest. This has caused a complex map of problems in refugee camps when combined with a a global pandemic. And infection control measures are often hard to implement with such limited resources. Passages like the one from Matthew's Gospel remind us of how precious water is, and even in Jesus' day, how big a gesture it was to offer a simple cup of water. The overarching theme emerging from this chapter is about discipleship. Jesus commissions the twelve disciples. He empowers them to go out and cure those who are sick and drive out evil spirits. 
He sends them out to proclaim and enact the coming kingdom of God and receives them back again with warnings of coming persecutions and trials. He tells them whom to fear and whom to ignore, reminds them that the gospel sparks division, calls them to take little with them, to know that God loves them and promises them rewards for their faithfulness. Here we might expect a great climax in Jesus' instructions to the disciples, a grand theological discourse, complex and courageous. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. All it takes is a cup of water. This verse is usually considered to mean that something as simple as a glass of cool water will be rewarded. You don't have to do anything elaborate. Jesus mentions the cup of cold water to indicate not only hospitality, but sacrifice. In first century Palestine, getting water wasn't simply a case of going to the kitchen and turning on a tap. It required drawing water from a deep well and often carrying it uphill in a heavy jar to the family home to be kept in clay jars. On hot days the water would warm up. Who would want to drink room temperature water if new cold well water was available? An unplanned trip to the well ensued to gather more water so it could be served before it warmed up. A drink of cold water was exceptional. This was hospitality that stretched the hostess and host beyond the ordinary. It was a small act, but it meant something. Jesus tells us that no act of personal sacrifice to one of these little ones, one of the least, or one of the lost, or one of the lonely, will go unnoticed or unrewarded by God. As we perform these little acts of hospitality and kindness, we do them to Jesus. We live in a thirsty world today, one that longs to quench its thirst for love and peace, justice and mercy, that longs for the world's wrongs to be righted and all God's children to be loved. It is a longing to heal the world's divisions, to cease war and unrest. It is a longing to heal the world of our misuse of natural resources and to learn to live more sustainably. It is a longing to reject racism and notions of white supremacy, to long for a time of equality and hope for all, regardless of culture and identity. A longing to support refugees too, both physically and mentally, to cope with current and also past trauma. A longing to carry life-giving water out into the world so that this insatiable thirst to make people whole becomes a reality of love, mercy, grace, forgiveness and all the abundant gifts that God provides to move the whole of creation from death to fullness of life. And all that from a cup of water. When Jesus called the tax collectors and the prostitutes and the nobodies, the blind and the lame, 
the people who thought they'd been forgotten. They were thrilled to hear that God's message was for them after all. Gentle acts of generosity that take us out of our way, smiling at a stranger that we see instead of ignoring them, offering a shoulder to cry on to one who grieves, or writing a letter to a politician about an important issue, or offering to buy supplies for a school whose budget is cut, or helping in a homeless project, or gathering supplies for the local food bank, or speaking out and up for someone who is being discriminated against. Jesus is calling us to help transform people's lives because God's love is infinite and all-embracing, and when it touches, it transforms. Through the kingdom of God, no gestures are ever simple. Amen. have a couple of questions uh, for reflection to take with us into the coming week. If we were to think about today's world, who or what groups might be the little ones that Jesus refers to that need to see more of God's love? And what other small ways can we show God's kingdom values to the world? What actions or what things can we do to help others? Those questions again. Thinking about today's world, who or what groups might be the little ones that Jesus refers to that need to see more of God's love in today's world? And what other small ways can we show God's kingdom values to the world? now we have a prayer of gratitude and concern. Let us pray. Loving God, thank you for all the acts of generosity and hope that filter into our tired world when it reels from the latest news report. Thank you for all the hope that we find through friendships and life-giving moments, family, a friendly smile as we walk down the road, kind, impromptu gestures that say we are valued, simple yet heavenly as they encourage us and remind us of our worth and the true value of your kingdom values, a kingdom in which all are welcomed. Lord Jesus Christ, you tell us not to be afraid of what the future holds, not to worry about tomorrow, but you know how difficult we find it to heed your words. For we worry about so many things. We are people of the world, and we know and understand many of its flashpoints. We continue to pray for countries such as Syria, where unrest and conflict still churn. We pray for those seeking refuge, and for those trying to provide support in difficult and challenging times. Today we also pray for the recent knife attacks in Glasgow, praying for those who have been hurt, 
remembering those killed. We long for a time of peace where violence doesn't happen, and we pray for all those affected. As the school holidays unfold before us, we give thanks for the work of all the pupils and school staff in what has been such a challenging year. We pray for rest and a time to recharge over the coming weeks. Loving God, your disciples were prepared for the days ahead. Inspire your church to look to the coming journey with anticipation and wonder, an openness to change and a commitment to serving you, loving the least and the lost, caring for the sick and the downtrodden, and working through simple gestures that make your kingdom whole. Lord, we make our prayers in faith, for we know that your Spirit is at work in our world, making all things new. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and for ever. Amen. Thank you for joining with me for this time of worship. And now, may the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you this day and every day. Amen.